He is the host of the wildly popular Game for Change show right here in Russellville, and he's on the hot seat today. Matt Ketchum is next on The Spotlight. From the studios of Alathis Realty in beautiful downtown Russellville, we welcome you into the spotlight. Thanks so much for joining us on Turkey Week. It's Thanksgiving week, folks. So excited about that. Hey, you know what else I'm excited about? Real estate. And if you're in the market to buy or sell your home, you need to give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668 or cruise on over to RussellvilleLiving.com. This man has been one of my friends for a long, long time. He is the host of the wildly popular Game for Change show that airs on Facebook across the River Valley and from this studio, yes, by the way. Yes. Excited about that. Matt Ketchum, welcome back into the spotlight. The show's bit, the show's a little different than the last time you were here. A little bit, just a little bit. Um, you know, it's, it's really cool because I, I feel like I get a unique perspective, and I have of the last 8, 11, 12 months, and... Um, it's really, really cool some of the things that have happened in the studio, whether it's from the Spotlight, whether it's from Cheaper C, other iterations. Uh, like, there's some, there's been some real magic come out of this studio, and it's really, really cool, man. Anytime I'm uh, able to be in here, I, I absolutely will. I love it. It's been weird because what, what happened, the, the last time you were on this show, you were on a Zoom call because yes. we were still trying to keep social distancing and that sort of thing. Thank, thankfully, we were... Not having to do as much of that anymore, which is nice. Um, and it was a 15-minute gig. Yeah. Now we're doing 30 minutes. We've got over 100 episodes. Yeah. It's kind of insane. It is. But speaking of insane, while I've got 100 episodes of, under my belt, you've got three years of episodes under your belt. Yeah. Game for Change is about to enter its fourth season coming up. Is coming that, up, yeah. Is that not crazy to you? It is crazy uh, because time really does fly uh, when you're having fun. Um, we've... It's. I was actually thinking about this earlier because December is. It's become our traditional big end of the year show. Last year we did a twenty four hour stream, and this year, you know, we're making plans to do. Uh, I, I don't know if we can necessarily top that, but at least match it in some capacity. And it's really cool uh, because you know I think about our first year, we definitely kind of played it more safe. We had uh, we had guests on that. Um, that we knew, like, for example, you're our first guest. Uh, we had to talk to Fred Teague, Nathan George, people like that, that we're really comfortable with. Mm -hmm. Year two, we roll into it and we take a couple more risks. Uh, we meet, uh, some more people and, and kind of getting a little bit more into the, into the community. We did a show with Help Network and actually did a pancake breakfast fundraiser with them at Stobie's and, and just kind of, uh, continuously, uh, grew more into that. And then we roll into year three, and I feel like we just kicked the proverbial doors, you know, off the hinges. Uh, we've had some fantastic guests, um, and we, we went down some avenues we haven't really traveled before. Uh, we've had two musicians on this season, um, Rob McCormick and Ryan Harmon, which both of them are fantastic guys. I love it. Uh, and then we actually, you know, we traveled down some uh, some other streets with uh, uh, RVCAC, and uh, it's kind of talked about, you know, kids with uh, – and, and situations at home, you know, it's, it's, the show has grown so tremendously and there's such a, an awesome backing behind it that, you know, yeah, we're coming up on four years and it just doesn't seem like it. 
I want to I want to talk to the to the viewers at home. If you're not really sure what G4C is, it's Game for Change, and what these guys do, they play video games while interviewing people, kind of similar in the style of Hot Wings or Hot Ones on on, on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they're playing video games and they're interviewing folks from nonprofits or people in the community trying to raise awareness for different community causes. And and I I find the genesis of this idea fascinating mm-hmm. because it was kind of one of those stories of you know how some some people talk about their big inventions and they wrote it on the back of a napkin. Yeah, exactly. Kind of the same thing. Yeah, I, kinda, I mean, I just woke up and uh, I I had wanted to do kind of a podcast. I looked into doing something like that. Um, but and there's some fantastic ones out there. Don't get me wrong, but I, I just wanted to be different. Um, and how we approach things. And you mentioned Hot Ones. Hot Ones is kind of an inspiration for G4C. I, uh, I love what Sean uh, does on that show. And I really kind of, I like the, the interaction, but I like that they were doing something else that, that's part of the show too. And um, in another, uh, the podcast style, really kind of a, uh, I'm a huge fan of Armchair Expert with Dak Shepard. I've been listening to that for years. So I kind of pulled some from that. And then a little bit from Hot Ones, too. And I literally just woke up one day, and I texted Alan, who's uh, on the show with us, my cousin. And, and I was like, hey, we're going to have a show. We're going to interview people, and we're going to play video games. And I was like, what do you think? And he goes, I'm in. And then the rest is history. we got a really good collection of people, too. And they come from, they come from all walks of life. Of course, they, you have you who you're the you're the spearhead, you're the anchor of this whole thing. Yes, sir. And then, of course, you mentioned Alan, who yep. is working at Arkansas Nuclear One. Yep. He's he's an engineer, right? I mean, he's a genius, yes, basically. Basically. Yeah. And then um, Jeremy Haynes, um, quick uh, quick plug. He owns the Gunslinging Burger, yep. and it's the best burger in town for my money. Absolutely. And then Joey Balch, who has made a great career at Rockland, excellent musician for the Beards and the Bees and the yep. Downhill Runners, and uh, the Bucket. Right. I mean, it, it, it's it's an eclectic group of people that have come together to make this thing work. Yeah, definitely. Um, when we initially started, the the connection between all of us, uh, in a weird way, was me. Uh, you know, I, I kind of pulled each of them um, and, and wanted them to be part of what I was doing. But what's been really cool, I mean, not just seeing the show grow by itself or anything like that, but our relationship grow. Uh, I mean, we're definitely kind of a... Uh, a group of, I mean, we're family, uh, essentially, and, and seeing each of them over the last three and a half years, uh, Jeremy opens a restaurant, you know, Joey, uh, Joey has a baby, has another one on the way, Alan, his streaming career is, is picking up, and, and he's doing incredible things out at Nuclear One, um, it's just like, as the show grow, I've got to see us grow, not only as friends, but individually, and man, that's just, like, that is just the coolest thing, uh, to see, Everybody's succeeding in life. I, I want to talk about your success, though, because on a personal level, you don't like to talk about this. No. Uh, and I get that. I, I, I really, honestly, truly do. Mm-hmm. But when you look at what the show is versus even what it was, or even before, before it was a thing, yeah. if I came to you five years ago and I said, hey, Matt, five years from now, um, you're going to be a pivotal part of Main Street Wrestling. You're going to be invited to do things within the community because of your love of community and video games. Are you satisfied with where you are right now? Uh, so if you're just talking from a Matt Ketchum perspective, not necessarily. Um, I, I love what G4C has become and uh, 
what it will become in the future because, I mean, by no means are we done. But uh, one of the main things that I've had to do, uh, and Joey was really good about talking to me about this, you know, as, as our time is gone, I'm kind of a down-the-road person. I'm, you know, we, we may be on step two. I'm working on step six, seven, eight. And uh, unfortunately, one of my also drawbacks is uh, things change, you know. And and we, it's, it Jeremy and I talking yesterday, he said, he was asking about our December show. And I said, well, I've got a couple ideas, but I don't have it locked in just yet. And I joked with him that, you know, I, I'll probably try to throw something together and, and we'll do it in three days. And he's like, I hate that that works for us. And, uh, you know, am, am I personally satisfied? I'm satisfied with the show, but I constantly, I'm looking at myself. You know, how can I, uh, how can I be a better host? How can I interview people better? How can I, um, every part that I play, I'm never satisfied with. Um, whether that's being, as you said, the spearhead, whether that's being the person who gets the interview set up or, or whatever, uh, on a personal level, no, but uh, everybody else, um, Joey, Jeremy, Allen, like I cannot praise them enough. Anytime, any interview I've ever done or anything like that, it's those three that I'm pushing out there. It's so weird for me to be, uh, the host of the show. Like I'm probably the one person out of the four that does not want to be in the spotlight. And, and here you are on the spot. And here I am on the spotlight. Right, exactly. Um, I don't know. I just, I just don't. I'm never satisfied with myself ever. And uh, you know, recently I turned thirty. You know, and uh, all day people texting me or they're saying happy birthday on Facebook and things like that. And I just, I don't know. I can't. I actually had a Facebook post. And I'm like, I do not deserve your love. <laughs> I appreciate it, but. Uh, I'm just, I'm a constant work in progress, whether it's sheep or sea, whether it's just in life and, and no, I don't think I'll ever be satisfied. That's, that's probably a healthy attitude in, in some, in some respects. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you don't ever want to get complacent. Right. And that's where I am on a, on a professional level. I mean, I never want to get complacent. Yeah. We always want to move forward on that kind of thing. But when you look back on the year that was 2021 for Matt Ketchum and family, yeah. um, it was, it was pretty good. I mean, you even even with a with a little self serving, you bought a house from right here at Alathus. I did, and 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 the show's done really really well. Yeah, part of that is where you live. Mm -hmm. Part of that is um, the people that you surrounded yourself with. Yeah. Talk about community and talk a little bit about how um, how the community is in fact has impacted you. Community, I think, is the most important thing, uh, especially. As G4C has grown, as I mean, we've talked to countless organizations and different people from the community. As I've gotten to uh, meet more people and as I've kind of gotten to learn different people's stories, I realize that it really does take a village, whether that's your personal friend group, whether that's a city, whether that's a nation um, across, I mean, the world. It, it, it really comes down to community. And, and for me, you know, I, I don't shy away from the fact that I struggle with my mental health at times, you know, I'm uh, part of never being satisfied is, is part of, I'm constantly on myself uh, about trying to be a better person, a better father, a better husband. Uh, and I, you know, I could have, you are one of my best friends in the world and, and you're probably the one person I'll talk to most about. And, and you'll be like, dude, like you need to look at what you've accomplished and I can't, I'm focusing on what right. I didn't, you know? And, uh, so 
you've got to have people that care about you and you got to surround yourself with them. I'm very blessed with, um, with just numerous people and, and family and things. We, you talk about the year that I've had. Realistically, I know it's been a great year. Um, we bought a house. Game for Change got to partner up with Alathis, and they've done incredible things. I've got to see my show do things I never thought I would ever get to see it do, which is incredible. Um, my kids are in healthy, and they're brilliant. My wife is a rock star every step of the way. And, uh, man, like I, I, I'm so blessed and uh, to just be surrounded by people that love me and support me and push me forward. Especially, I mean, yes, it's been a great year, but the year started with probably the worst thing I've ever gone through. Right. And, you know, it's the death of my dad. And um, let me tell you, like, you you really, you learn who you are pretty quick uh, when you go through something like that. So it's been a great year. Um, I, I don't shy away from that, but uh, I just, man, community is, it really is everything. This community specifically. You yeah, know, what we've talked about having having a year. Yeah, Jamie and I had a year. Mm-hmm. I don't think we would have made it without our immediate village, mm-hmm. including you and Rachel. But I also don't think, especially you and Rachel, and and really in in, in Kenna, Kenna, have, Kenna and Jay have to be thrown in there yeah. too. <laughs> Kenna kind of helped take care of a lot of things. Yeah. There. My one thing with my I don't mean to interrupt you, but no. one thing that I am most proud about my children because. Uh, they're they're everything to me. You know, I I'm successful. I, I I see that, especially with where I came from and where I'm at now. But to me, I'm I'm just building these two humans, and I want them. Like grades are important. Don't get me wrong. And they're both, like I said, they're brilliant. But I want to raise good people. Uh, and man, Kenna, her especially, like Jay's really good with loyalty and giving himself. Like, if we go help a nonprofit, whether it was, like, River Valley Food for Kids, I mean, that kid is in there getting it. And he's 12. You know, he's got such a giving heart. And then Kenna, she's, like, the perfect friend, you know. And, and I've even not just – I mean, her and Adora are best friends. But I've, I've seen adults be like, I really needed that kid. You know, so neither one of them realize the impact that they have. Uh, but that's probably what I'm most proud of is those two. It's just, like – I, when I see them doing the things that they do, it makes me feel like I'm doing right. And they are, they are a perfect example of what I think this community is. They're a microcosm of what the community as a whole is. Yeah. Talk about the positive things you've seen just within this community and what you've worked with in G4C. Well, I, like, there's not a need, I, I feel like, that doesn't get met in this community. If you are having financial issues, there are a multitude of places you can go, including health network. You can go to RVAC, uh, childcare issues. I mean, those can be taken care of as well. Um, the homeless rust bus does a fantastic job with them and everything that they do with their program and, uh, food banks. I mean, main street, Russellville, or, I'm sorry, main street mission, um, coming up with their big event. Uh, I mean, they were just on last week. Yeah, they were just on. And, um, I mean, the things that they do, I, I'm, uh, I really love River Valley Food for Kids. I got to serve a brief tenure as a, as a board of director there, and me and Josh have become really good friends. But, it, it, again, it just goes back to the kids, man, and preparing for the future and taking care of them. But, and, and of course, there's needs that I've seen recently. You don't even think they're a need. 
yeah. but they're getting taken care of here in this community. So Russellville takes care of its own. Uh, and, and actually, let me let me expand on that. The River Valley especially takes care of their own. Doesn't matter if you're Pope or if you're Yale, um, Johnson, whatever. You know, it, we just take care of each other. And I that I don't know. That's just the coolest thing to me is um, we care. And yeah, there's outliers. And yeah, there's 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 always going to be issues here and there. For example, probably the biggest thing that I can think of in the last decade being you know the casino debate. Etc. But at the end of the day, you go to something like Fall Fest or an art walk, and you just see everybody out there, and it's just it's nothing but love, and uh, that's that's what it's all about. It's just taking care of each other and and just love. Uh, I, everybody needs to go and visit the the Game for Change Facebook page. Yes. Hit hit the tag real quick. M- much appreciated. Um, what it's at Game for Change, right? Game yep. for number four change, and check out uh, some of the videos. I want you to do this. I want you to go back and watch the very first episode, and then watch the very last episode that they've done, and just watch the improvement yeah. over over the period of. And it's actually we say it's fourth season, but it's only really been around for two years. Yeah, realistically, um, yeah, this uh, almost three. This this show has had so many moments yeah. that cannot even really be articulated in into one sentence. I want you to kind of walk me through. First off, some of the guests you've had playing video games are amazing. Mm-hmm. Some guy named Rob playing video oh, games. Oh, so good. Ryan Harmon playing video games. Amazing. Fred Teague playing video games. Hilarious. Yes. Hilarious stuff. Um uh, Nathan George, Josh Dunbar, mm-hmm. the pinnacle of this franchise, however, if you want my opinion, was the show where none of you were on it. Uh, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I cannot agree with you enough. So the ladies' night show um, was something I wanted to do pretty much from the get-go, but we wanted to establish, establish ourselves first because uh, when we do a show and I'm talking to a potential guest, I tell them, we build our show around you, uh, and whatever your need is, we are going to prepare ourselves <laughs> to try to meet that, whether right. you know you need volunteers, et cetera, whatever. Uh, the Ladies' Night Show, that was important to me for a couple different reasons. One, um, it, it just the, and one of the things that they did that was so amazing was just the empowerment across the entire show. I mean, these five, and, and it was amazing. They, they were laughing. They were having a great time, but they are also dropping knowledge. Like here and there, like they'd be laughing, and then they were just they would drop a truth bomb, and and I was like, that's good right there. Uh, but like my daughter watched that, you know, and I know other people's their kids watch that, and uh, there is kind of a, a little bit of a stigma with like ladies and girls playing video games and things like that. It, the the uh, there is a there can be I don't want to say there is, but there can be kind of a toxic community towards that. Uh, no, absolutely not. I mean, they came on here, they did the show. Um, I'll be, I mean, I think they did it better than us. The, the moment the show started, I leaned over to Jeremy and I said, I think we're out of a job. And, yeah. and Jeremy goes, that's a good thing. Um, so that show is probably, man, it's, it's definitely up there with the 24 hour show that we did for different reasons. But, uh, to me, one of the greatest compliments that a show can get, there's two of them. 
the first one is you do a show with somebody and they immediately say, I want to come back on your show. Yeah. I love we, that. We've had that on G4C, uh, numerous people that say, Hey, when can I come back on? Um, that's a huge compliment. And two, when you, when your show gets to play and you don't even have to do anything. Yeah. I don't know. It was just, that was my first look at, uh, my first ever time to really experience like what, what could possibly be five years down the line? So I, I take it back earlier than that. The, the five years down the line conversation for me when it came to G for C was the video game booth. Yeah. Did you guys, it was at fall fest or food. Stock? That, that was food stock. That was food stock. Uh, two years ago, two years ago. Yep. And you set up this booth, you're these kids coming in and playing video games. You're right in the big middle of everything that's happening in the community. Yep. Um, and now you've got people who are calling you and saying, hey, when can we get on the show? Yep. Hey, what can we do to be on the show? I've gotten the opportunity to be a small part of this show. Mm-hmm. And I just see kind of the growth of it. Two questions. Okay. Um, are you surprised by it? And are you apprehensive about what it could be? So before I answer those two, I want to tell a quick funny story about the food stock uh, thing that we did. Please. Uh, so we 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 set up a food stock, and all things considered, it was a huge success. We met so many people, um, and we actually got asked to be back at food stock this year, but unfortunately, due to scheduling conflicts, we couldn't make it happen. But at the end of food stock that year, we had a lady come up to us, and she said do you guys do birthday parties? And uh, I was really taken aback by it. Unfortunately, we did not do the birthday party, but I was you like... You didn't do some kid's birthday party who wanted you to do a birthday party? Yeah, you know, maybe maybe I should have, but... Um, yeah. yeah, maybe you should have. Maybe I should have, but <laughs> I was just... I was like, excuse me? She's like, like, can you come to my kid's birthday party in December? I was like, I'll get back to you. Uh, so that was a very cool moment, but... Um, so, to answer your questions, uh, am I apprehensive? Not necessarily. Um, I so I, I am a control freak. I I do want to just because if, say if something were to go wrong, I want the blame to be on me uh, because I don't know that's just the way I am. But food service manager coming out in you, yeah. Yeah, uh, a long time in that field. Um, never really got away from it, but but yeah, I, I just I want to be involved in all aspects uh, of the show. Um, I don't know. It's it's weird. I do contradict myself a lot because I'll say like I don't want to be in the spotlight, but on the same hand, I'm like I have to be part of every bit of this. Uh, even the show that I wasn't on before Ladies Night one, which was the Lee Henson show, uh, it drove me. Like I ended up calling Alan during the show. And just because I, I don't know, I just, it was driving me crazy. But, um, to have people want to come on and did I think that they would, I, I thought we could get a certain person pretty easily. And one of the really cool successes of game for change has been the people that you would never think play video games are the ones that are having the most fun. Uh, you referenced Fred Teague. When Fred Teague is playing Donkey Kong Racing, 
how is that a sentence you think you right. you hear? Right. You know, uh, so that for example, but I knew I knew exactly like Nathan George. He was I mean I knew he was going to be a gamer, and things like that. But it's the it's the people that have have said, hey, I want to come on your show. I don't play video games, but I've seen other people do it, and it looks like a lot of fun. Um, our Stephanie Carter, who we had on a couple yeah. uh, a couple months ago, I mean, she was there. I mean, she was loving every second of it. So that is a huge honor to me um, because you just your concept works, and that is something. It it just goes back to my lack of complacency. Of I, I I'm just shocked. Like not. I'm not shocked that the show works. I'm shocked that it is what it is. You know, I, uh, man, it's just, I can't say enough things about it because I'm even to this day, I think back to that very first show where there's four of us with PlayStation headsets on and there's reverb and there's feedback and somebody came into the Twitch chat and said something they shouldn't have. And, your guest was horrible. The, the guest was amazing. He I was, was horrible because I called my son Becky Lynch a wrestler. I mean, <laughs> there's that, you know, and you fast forward to to something like a ladies' night or something like with Josh or Ryan Harmon or Amanda George. That was also a really good show. And and don't 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 forget we need to we need to make mention of this you know if you're if you're looking at this and saying well it's a cool idea to bring um, to bring up uh, nonprofits and charities on a gaming show that 24 hour stream that they did last December raised uh, what was it twelve hundred dollars for yeah. the River Valley toy run so I mean this wasn't this isn't just something that's I mean this was a this was a direct impact to yeah. Um, a toy drive last year in the middle of COVID. Exactly. Yeah, and and that right there goes back to the same thing we were talking earlier, community, and how important that is. We, I don't, the exact number, I don't have it on my head um, because I'm very forgetful, but I want to say of that 1,200 that we raised, it was somewhere around 50 donors Mm -hmm. across three different platforms. And, I mean, that's, that's just someone believing in what we do. And believing in the cause that it's going to support, um, it's man. Like I just again, I, I I cannot find the words to say, other than like thank you. And that money that we raised last year, that is getting used right now, and that is going to help a child have a better Christmas than they were going to have this year. Yeah. I mean, that's what it's about, right? You know, I, I just I can't say enough good things. Uh, we're talking to Matt Ketchum. He's the host of Game for Change. You can catch that over at Game for Change on Facebook. You yep. can also check that out on YouTube as well. <clears throat> I don't know if you've been watching the show in the last few weeks or not. You've been busy, so I don't know if you've watched it. And actually, for the sake of what we're about to do, I kind of hope you have. Okay. The segment we're about to do was inspired by something you said. Okay. And only, only Nikki Stone... Johnny Story, Caitlin Pyle, Daniel Hausnick have gotten to do this. And I think maybe one other person. Okay. I can't, rem- I can't remember. There's only a few people we've done this with. All right. But you said, you said, well, when's it, when's it Drew's turn to be in the hot seat? Oh, okay. And seeing as how I've hosted your show, I thought it was only fair that you take, uh, you take my chair for a few minutes, okay. and uh, you host mine. Yeah. 
So, the next five to seven minutes, this is Matt Ketchum's show. This is the Matt Ketchum show. Oh, well, it's the spotlight with Matt Ketchum. This is, okay, the, the Matt Ketchum spotlight. Whatever you want to call it. All right. It's your show for the next five minutes. Go. Okay. So, Drew. May I call you Drew? Uh, yeah, please. Okay. I could call you your first name. It's not. Okay. Got it. It's not. Uh, so, look, man. You have been a pivotal part, in my opinion, of the River Valley over the last, you know, some odd years. And you're, you know, coming from a Yale County background and, and residing here now, you know, I'm going to ask you the same question you asked me. What is community to you? In Acts chapter 2, here's a little faith-based thing, guys. And even if you're not a believer, this is what it was. Acts chapter 2, the end of Acts chapter 2, there's a passage of Scripture that says there was no need among them. Mm-hmm. That's community. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your ambitions are good. Your progress is good. Your moving forward is good. But we can't leave behind our people. Right. Jamie and I experienced community this year in a way that we have never experienced community in our lives. If it had not been for this community, we would not have made it, and she may not have survived, quite literally. Um, So community is just the needs met, physically, spiritually, mentally, whatever those things are. We believe that we are better together. And I think for the most part, even when there are differences, even when there are political, you know, divisions and that kind of thing, at the end of the day, you're going to see Democrats, Republicans, blue, red, whatever, come together to make sure that that kid goes to Disney World who's terminally ill. I know that because I saw it. Yeah. You know, I'm going to see <clears throat> people who are uh, vicious to each other on, on, on social debates come together and make sure that that kid has, has a coat. Right. Or they're going to come together. And, and at the end of the day, those things that divide us, don't matter, not at all, not even a little bit, because everybody had what it is that they needed. That's what community is. That's why we'll never go anywhere else. This is it. This is home. Yeah, this is home. I mean, that's a great way to put it. Um, okay, so let's let's take it back a little bit, right? Let's say in a weird cosmic event, you run into yourself. You're a sophomore in college. You're just trying to figure out your life. You run into yourself. What are you telling yourself? What kind of advice are you giving a younger Drew? The stuff you think matters right now really doesn't. The stuff that you think is going to bring you the most satisfaction. Hey, sophomore Drew, you're going to achieve everything on that list that you just made. Funny story. Mm. As a sophomore in college, I made a list of every career achievement I wanted to achieve. I was 19 or 20. I think I was 19. And, okay, here's all the stuff that I want to do, and I want to do it before I'm 30. I did it in a year. And that's not bragging. It it just kind of the, the chips fell where they where they did. Right. So all I could think about in my early twenties was what's the next big move? Yeah. What's the next big thing? Right. What's your next career move? And it wasn't until it wasn't until I met Jamie. And it really wasn't until I met Adora that I realized there wasn't a single journalism award in the world that mattered as much as what was happening in my life at that time. Yeah. So I would probably tell myself to take it easier. Hey, don't, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. And all the stuff that you are 
stressing yourself out over right now? The things that you think you have to do to be successful in this business? Right. Trust God, trust you. You'll be okay. Okay. Let's say you're going out to dinner. Okay. And you are getting to eat and conversate with one person in history. Could be alive, could be past. Your choice. Who are you conversating with? And where are you guys eating at? The obvious answer here is Jesus. Right. So I'm going to exclude that because that's the first, that like, obviously. Right. Obviously, I want to commune with the Lord. Um, but <laughs> what? What is that like? Is there just the way that that was said? Or? Yeah, just... It's, it's a it's a great answer. I just right. I was not expecting to hear that in this right, particular sentence at this place. Right, yeah. you know. I mean, but this is what happens when you put the two of us together. That is very true. Um, I think maybe I'd want to talk to either Paul from the New Testament. I want to talk to him, or I would want. To, yeah, I think actually, you know what, Paul. I think it's going to be Paul. He was my favorite in the Bible anyway, and I want to know how you do it. You know, in the post-Jesus era. That was, that I've always been fascinated by that. Yeah. So, yeah, it would probably be Paul. Um, if I had to pick, like, a U.S. political figure or somebody like that, Ronald Reagan. Ooh. I yeah. want to, like, how, how, how? That's the question. How? Just how. Right. Right. You were, you were and now you were, and how? But where are you guys eating at? With Paul... I really feel like it's going to be kind of like a picnic setting. I'm not really sure why. That just feels like New Testament tea to me. So probably just eating bread somewhere in a field. I don't, in the Middle East somewhere. I don't know. I mean, that, that just feels like that's what we would do. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's what he did. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I imagine. Um, President Reagan's making me. We're, taking, we're, we're eating in the Oval Office. In the Oval Office. That's, that's happening. Okay. Right, yeah. Like, and, and you may not be able to, like, take food in there. Like, you know, how, how, like, your grandma wouldn't let you eat in the living room because she just got the new carpet kind of a thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Not a dime. I feel like that's probably what the Oval Office is like, but seeing is how, I mean, I get to make the rules on this. It's the Oval Office. And it's pizza. True. You can tell a lot about a person by what kind of pizza they like. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, I'm I'm not a... I have the palate of a four-year-old. Actually, not even that, because my two-year-old nephew, Boston, eats way better than I do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm just a pepperoni guy. I don't like pineapple on my pizza. So Amen. That's, that's the right answer. That is the right answer. That's the right thing to do. That is the right answer. Um, so, and I ask this show to every guest, or I ask this question to every guest that we have on our show... And I have asked you before, but I've noticed that throughout time, my priorities change a little bit. So someday, long time from now, when you look back on your life, what do you hope that you see? I hope that my kid knows what it means to know God and that she knows she was loved. Yeah. And if you do that, then you're fine. Mm-hmm. You know, a hundred years from now, I have made no bones about the fact that nobody's watching the spotlight. Yeah. Uh, but a hundred years from now, my great grandchildren, lineage, however that may fall, will have some semblance of 
my genetic makeup mm -hmm. or or if there's no genetic makeup then there's some something that i did that that was passed down yeah that's i mean my wife and my kid if i did right by them and i honored the lord that's all i care about you know you do this i love doing this don't even i love doing this yeah i've never been happier in a job in my entire life but at the end of the day did I do right by my family? And I feel like you probably, I know you feel the same way. Yeah, I mean, for I, sure. I mean, you just want to raise a good human. You want to raise a good life. You want to do right by God. And you just, you want to smile. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's definitely the most important thing. And, and sometimes it's hard to smile, you yeah. know, and because there's just a hundred other things going on, but that's okay. You know, uh, just one of the biggest lessons I've had to learn recently, really this year, is you just got to, take it easy you know you've got to take care of yourself first and foremost um and you know things are going to happen and that's okay you know like you said man i could be you know in uh, a far less uh desirable situation you know and I, i'm just i've been blessed every single day in so many different ways and and same thing man as long as my kids grow up and they know they're loved and that they know that, you know, me and her, their mom did everything we could for them, and they're good people. Whatever else happens in my life is irrelevant. Right. You got time for one final question, and we're wrapping up there. All right. I got gotcha. you. <sighs> okay. Who is the greatest quarterback in NFL history? Tom Brady. I don't think I heard you. You're going to do this to me on my own show. You're going to make me say this. Look at me. You're going to make me do this. You're I, going to make me do this on, on my own show. You're going I, to make me do this right now. I am the captain. You see, we're, we're, we're camera. I'm on camera three right now. I you see, see you. I see you. <clears throat> Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football League. Was that hard? No. No, statistically, Super Bowl-wise, no. Now, now, you have to quantify that by saying Joe Montana is probably 1B, and you cannot, you cannot have a list of great quarterbacks without also including Peyton Manning. Right, I agree. Uh, Johnny Unitas. Okay. And Terry Bradshaw. Ter Terry Bradshaw deserves to be on that list, catch him. And if you don't put him on that list... Then, then I'm not. That you can't keep making arguments about football because you clearly don't know. I I don't agree with Terry. I or like, Super Bowls. Yeah, but you, you can't sit there and tell me he's better than Dan Fouts. Yes, I can. You can't sit there and tell me he's better than Mark Sanchez. That's all the time we have for this show. All right, um, um, Mark Sanchez. You're only saying that because of the Eagles thing and the butt fumble. I've said nothing. Terry, Terry yeah, I know this. Come on to my show and make fun of my Eagles. And Terry Bradshaw was a stealer. How did the dream team work out, by the way? It's as good as what I was thinking it was going to be. So that's where that is. I mean, I can't say anything. I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. He is. Uh, you're a Patriots slash Tom Brady fan. I, I am a Patriots fan, uh, I, but I've learned in my fandom I'm more of a Brady guy than, yeah. I, than necessarily a, a Patriots fan. But don't get me wrong, 
Mac is Mac is doing good things. Belichick may be the real deal after all. I, he may. I, I think they're both great. Why can't yeah. Why can't they both be good? Well, they both can be good. It's just a matter of being able to take off Patriots fans and Brady fans for that matter. You're Belichick. I'm Brady. No, I'm more Brady than I am Belichick. Although I do think I was watching a documentary recently, and we'll wrap up. I hope somebody's uh, still listening. Uh, uh, still listening because there's at least one. Um, the um, the, the, the worst fan base and the best fan base in all of National Football League has got to be the Cleveland Browns. Oh, 100%. I was just watching the documentary, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 34, and I had forgotten that in the mid-'90s, Bill Belichick was the head coach of the yep. Browns. And he had Nick Saban on yep. that staff. Yep. So two greatest coaches in the history of football were in Cleveland. They were on their way to a championship. Yep. And then they moved the team in the middle of the year. That's crazy. I'm, I don't get it. But that was before my time, so it, look it up. It's I'll, amazing I will look stuff. it up. You know what else people need to look up? They need to look up Game for Change on Maybe. Facebook. Thank you for uh, picking up what I was trying to do there. We're on the same wavelength here. Yeah, finally are. Matt Ketchum, Drew Brent. Thanks so much for being on the show. Appreciate it, man. And thank you for watching here on the spotlight today. Hope you all have a wonderful week and a great Thanksgiving. If you're in the market to buy or sell your home, give us a call today. It's 479-968-5668. Just a couple more shows left in the week. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.